This episode of the Dolkrans is brought to you by Smart Food. You don't have to be smart to eat it, but it does help. So if you're not a dum-dum, vote Smart Food's White Cheddar Popcorn for Snack of the Year. That's Smart Food. Get your fucking head right. And now the Dolkrans Podcast with Gabriel and Julian. Alright, so I got home a little bit later than usual last night. I was at a work event. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, I was at a work event, and Pauline is already asleep, and I noticed that she had been watching The Office before she went to sleep. Which office? Uh, The American Office. Okay. Which is not that unusual, except that we just went through The Office, like, a few months ago. Which office? The American Office. Okay. Um... And so it is unusual that she would go back to it because it's not our current sleep show. Like, we've been falling asleep to Archer recently, which, again, another run-through of Archer, which we've only done, like, 17 times before, uh, but that's what it's perfect for. So I I was just a little off-put to see that the laptop was open to the office. So, of course, I start searching Netflix for Archer again, but I can't get it. It's showing me, like, BoJack Horseman. It's showing me Big Mouth. You know, all these other animated adult series that I love and want to watch, but it's not showing me Archer. And then it hit me. That is a good story, Gabe. It's not a good story. But then it hit me that they took Archer off Netflix. Which, I'm, like, I had to check. Which Archer? All Archer. The American one? The American Archer. <laughs> they took it all... Like, I had to check, like, the the, the fucking internet search. Like, I had to make sure that everything was working properly. Because this has never happened. I, I would never imagine a world in which I couldn't readily access Archer 24-7. Like, I have no contingency plan for that. But but wait, it doesn't end there. I, I would hope not. Okay, so, so then I go back to another, like, old steady, like, this is going to be fine. I put on um, Mystery Science Theater, just like one of the old collections. Do they have the old collections, or is it just a new one? Yeah, no, they have the old collections up. So I put it on at, like... And which ones? Uh, at 10.30, I put on... It's just called, like, Collection Volume 1 or something. And it starts with Manos and the Hands of Fate. So I'm watching Manos in the Hands of Fate, Mystery Science Theater, to go to sleep, and then I wake up... Manos means hands. And and then I I wake up. I wake up later on in... I wake up around like 3 a.m. And Manos is gone. Oh. No. Archer's not back, but now Manos is gone. And... So wait. I would think that like when things go off Netflix, it's like... That, that month they all go off at the exact same time. That's what I'm saying. So we had been watching Archer the day before, then suddenly Archer's not there the next night. Now I'm watching Manos. Five hours later, Manos is gone. And now... 3 a.m. is when things premiere on Netflix. Oh, is that... Well, okay, but that's... Inter- midnight West Coast time. But that's interesting that you say that because what, what came back in its place, they didn't remove all Mystery Science Theater... But they removed that collection. Oh. And now there's a new collection of Mystery Science Theater. But to your point about like... So now does it have the UK Archer? 
It doesn't have the UK Archer yet. I, okay. I don't. But 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 to your point of like, you would think they all leave Which is at the just same the time. Movie Arthur. <laughs> the original movie Arthur, not the remake. Yeah, no, um, the remake. I don't know, um, but like you would think they would go all off at the same time. But like I felt like I was watching, you know, like somebody like pull off expired like milk cartons from the shelf, like one at a time. Oh like, no! If I was you, I would be like, I was behind oh, the scenes. Oh no. The content licensing people <laughs> have found out that I've been stealing content in other ways, and they're getting back at me by... By taking only the things on my list. On Netflix. On Netflix. It's like, as soon as, I bet you as soon as I play the next thing, right. that'll be gone. It's going to be that, right, right. Yeah, the next time I play BoJack Horseman, suddenly BoJack Horseman is not accessible. But is that just to me or to everybody? Oh, Are, I think it's just is to everybody, you. Is this a cumulative punishment to the entire nation? No, I think it's now, like, on Netflix, you know, if you've been, if you've ever gotten one of those letters from your internet service provider that's like, we see I, that you I have gotten those. I've gotten those several times. That now Netflix, like... <laughs> Gives you just the tiniest taste of the things you want. And those, then takes them away. Those, says, how do you like that? <laughs> those letters are really ominous and scary yeah. for like three days. And then I've just gone back to downloading. But like mm. using other people's IP addresses or whatever. Yeah. Or you could just get a VPN. I did I did investigate also investing in a VPN. No, a VPN I, just makes sense. Internet service yeah. providers are now allowed to sell all your browsing history to places. Would a VPN would a VPN cut around the throttling that's sure to begin I with net neutrality being I, I have no idea. A thing in the past. Something to look into. Um but but wait, actually speaking of uh, speaking of countries being off off uh, Archer and inaccessible, I was able on my last trip to Europe to somehow download oh, to watch German Archer <laughs> to watch German Archer to download the last season of Archer, the Dreamland season, onto my iPad. That's which the was, noir one. That's or? the noir one, which is not available in the states. Although apparently now no Archer is available in the states. Oh, and it, it's still it did on my iPad. On FX in the it states. did premiere. <laughs> yeah, it's not part of the German. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Scheiße Archer. It's not like I don't know uh, when like a BBC show premieres like three weeks earlier on BBC, which is very PBS, which is very frustrating. I think that happened to uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams because I remember searching for that in like. February, under the belief that it had premiered in January of 2018, but yeah. I think it was the BBC release. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Brits. British. They got all the good stuff. The Office UK. <laughs> the Office UK, the UK Archer, the UK Bojack Horseman. Yeah. It's another world out there. Yeah, who's the, who plays Will Arnett's character <laughs> in the British version? Um, it's, it's, it's one of the actors from Sarah Little Fenowitz. People. Oh. Who's that? The, he's like... Or Little Britain. He's now the tick on Amazon, but he, he's been in a bunch of things. Oh, do you remember the season of Parks and Rec where Andy lives in 
uh, England for a while. Yeah, of course. He's like oh. the Duke. Oh, he's the Duke. Oh, or, he's yeah. He's a uh, he's a friend of Edgar Wright and uh, those people. He's in this. Oh, he's he, in Simon Pegg movies. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's the uh, grumpy roommate. He's the grumpy Shaun roommate in Shaun of the Dead. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's in. Uh, I think he's also in, uh, what is it, A Drink at the End of the World or At World's End? Uh, probably, but yeah. I can't remember. It's not a very good one. There's something about that one that just doesn't no. quite work the way that Hot Fuzz Shaun of the Dead great. did. Hot Fuzz is great. Shaun of the Dead yeah, is great. Instant classic. And I ultimate see. rewatchability in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I... I, I the thing is, like, I... Watching those movies makes Baby Driver all the more disappointing. What what struck you as disappointing about Baby Driver? It's lack of a sense of humor. Well, yeah, it wasn't laugh out loud funny. No, like, it wasn't funny at no, all. No, it wasn't funny at all. It, it didn't have fun with itself. It, like in the way that like great action movies, you know, have a little bit of like. Uh, a sense of whimsy yeah. in them. Yeah. It it neither had the gravitas of like a heat. Right. Nor did it have the fun of uh, I'm now blanking on an example. Uh oh, a fun action movie? Like speed. Like speed is fun. Yeah. Speed's a good example. Speed's a really fun action movie. But like you would also even expect expect from Edgar Wright to have like even something that's like uh, visually really playful, but also like, and like the plot moves along, and this was less of a straight comedy, but that there would be you know whimsical and charming things throughout it. Well, and that's, like this, it, that's the thing is that is that I watched it expecting those like Edgar Wright tropes to be there, right? Like he's doing the visual auditory stuff that's happening like the opening sequence right where Ansel is getting coffee or something and yeah, everything that, was that nice. yeah and it's nice and it's exactly what you expect him to do right where the things that are being said in the song are showing up on the sidewalk with him also like but, oh, sorry, go ahead no well, I was just gonna say like you, like it, it it sort of felt like Edgar Wright like feeling himself you know, like like knowing like, well, this is my shtick and people are going to love it and they're going to love the style and the visual of it. But I almost wonder if he was like a little bit hungover from the Ant-Man ordeal mm-hmm. and being, you know, cut out of that where he was definitely being funny and playful. And they were like, yeah, we don't want any of that shit. And he was just like, yeah, well, I'm going to give you fucking gritty and nasty and have a lot of psychopaths in it then. Well, yeah, but it's like, I think it's even, like, down to, like, the casting of the, of Baby and stuff. And, like, that, you kind of wish there was someone in that that, like, I guess, you know what, you could leave that character as a weird cipher. But then the rest of the characters have to be, like, charming and likable. In its place. Wasn't this another one that was based on a graphic novel? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was, and I think the graphic novel comes by a different name, and they changed it to Baby Drive. I think the graphic novel might just be called Baby. That's what the movie was originally called. Right, but I think that's why. I think the novel was called Baby, too. But anyway, it, it just... 
It strikes Your me that name's baby. <laughs> it strikes me that like his best shit really does come from these like little known or like cult known graphic novels because I'll never stop saying it. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is like the best movie I've ever seen. It is just perfect from start to finish and does all the visual things you want Edgar to do, does all the visual things that like junkies who liked the graphic novel, which I'm not a fan of, but want would want a you know yeah. loyalist remake to do. It's a visually very fun movie, but th- there's a movie with like but also great casting. Like just like the vibe through and through. The movie is it, it maintains a playful tone in a way that's nice and like I don't know I just I I felt ugh, about Baby Driver yeah and I just expected to like it a lot more yeah fair uh, so we're talking about playful and I'm feeling like this might be a good segue into one of the topics we wanted to discuss today which is a big big item in the news um Everybody is talking about it right now. Um, The blogs are on fire. Twitter is, you know, shitstorm. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels uh, has tweeted about it. The president's tweeted about it. Everybody's talking about it. And, uh, I mean, it's a sad day. I I think it would be fair for flags to be flying at half-mast over this one. Um, But Toys R Us is dead. Well, my understanding is that uh, Jeremy the Giraffe is dead. Toys R Us is just going out of business. So, Toys R Us is going out of business. We are are not sure... I think that guy who killed uh, (laughs) that lion, the dentist who killed the lion, (laughs) Jeffrey. The the infamous... What was the lion's name? I forget. Was it a German dentist? I think it was an American dentist. Oh, was it an American dentist? He was so unabashed about it, like... Well, I don't know, he also, but he... It, the way that, like, that stuff works is, like, he donates, like, half a million dollars to, like, environmental conservation, and he gets to kill one lion. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I'm not in... I don't love the fact that he killed the lion, but people also made it out to be like he was like some fucking poacher or something. Well, so the lion's dead. Uh, Dorothy and the Tin Man are dead. The giraffe is dead. And Toys R Us is shuttering its doors. And where once we wanted to uh, be a Toys R Us kid for life, uh, a la Peter Pan, and never grow up, uh, now we have to grow up because we can no longer be the Toys R Us kid. We, yeah, we're now Learning Express kids. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm speechless. I just, I never thought that this day would actually happen. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not hit as hard as you because my parents only let me play with those graduated size pink Montessori blocks. Those are the only toys I was allowed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but 
I do understand. It made you a better person than I. I mean, you got yeah. a 43 on your Wonderlick, so... Yeah, no. In actuality, I did go to Toys R Us to buy Star Wars toys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I bought a lot of action figures at Toys R Us. <laughs> I still have my Star Wars toys from oh, Toys I, R Us. I gave them to some other children. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no child needier than me of my Star Wars toys and all of my Batman toys, uh, of which there were many of both. My parents used to, uh, you know, both ridicule me and also indulge me um, in the notion that I I just needed to have all the toys and that, you know, it wasn't like a bop it and a skip it. No, see, I didn't see. I didn't get those things like skip it. I didn't get those things. And. And they didn't get me everything. I don't want it to. I don't want it to sound like I was totally indulged in every single whim uh, as a child. But I had an exorbitant number of action figures, uh, and I remember being. I remember being at a New York City street fair once, and my mother pointing out to me a T-shirt that said, um, "He who dies with the most toys still dies." And, like, the concept of the shirt was funny to me, like, intellectually. How old are you? I think I was, like, eight. But it also just made me upset that uh, they were... You were going to die one day? <laughs> no, that... You're like, why have I been collecting were, all these toys were... if I won't live forever? No, it made me upset because it didn't align with my worldview that I needed to have all the toys. Well, that's not... A necessarily they're not mutually exclusive <laughs> like just because you're still gonna die does that mean you want to die with very few toys i don't want to die with very few toys exactly and i'm not a person who's gonna you know take it with me like i don't want to be buried with my toys or oh no i want cards a or whatever. <laughs> and i want all the people in my life to be buried with me all my slaves <laughs> all my servants <laughs> It's like, sorry guys, I'm dead. You don't get. Are you are you also going to have your internal organs removed and powdered into jars, a la the yep. pharaohs? Okay. <laughs> so this this man, not only do you not have uh, the the organ donor symbol on your ID, it actually no. says your organs should be removed immediately Mine. upon death, but kept close by. My ID says organ consumer. <laughs> you are legally allowed to... Just steal organs. Hoard and maintain a collection of organs from your uh, indentured service. <laughs> that was a musical organ. Yeah. <laughs> Julian just went full uh, Phantom of the Opera there. Did he play the organ? He did play the organ. Mm. Yeah. I've never seen the Phantom Neither of the Opera. I. <laughs> I have no idea. I think he's often characterized as playing the organ in The Simpsons, though. Oh, okay. Fair and enough. things similar. Uh, but yeah, so Toys R Us is dead. And, like, I've known for a while that Toys R Us has been going downhill. I can remember being a kid when a new Toys R Us opened. It was very exciting to me because there was something... There, there felt like a freshness about the new stores. Uh, my old Toys R Us, my original Toys R Us, I think was on the Upper West Side. I want to say it was on 79th and Broadway. 
But then the Union Square Toys R Us opened, and it was fucking next level. And I was mm. like, damn, there is fresh shit is happening here. Is that where the DSW here. is now? The DSW is on 79th and Broadway. No, no, I'm saying at Union Square. It might be a DSW in both places right now, because it's oh, wow. definitely a DSW at 79th Street. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, Toys R Us is, well, for, like, for, for all the Toys R Us stores that are closing out there, we want you to know that you transition very nicely into DSWs. It's just seamless. Well, they're just warehouses. Kids will still be coming in there looking for the latest lightsaber and not realize that they actually left with a pair of jellies. Uh, we can make a more current shoe reference. Okay, uh, Mary Jane's. Hush Puppies. Wallabies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fucking Uggs. Crocs? Are Crocs still relevant? I don't know. Mario Batali still wears them. But that's to cook, right? Well, yeah, he cooks with them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I'm not sure if we're allowed to say Mario Batali on the air anymore. Because isn't, oh. isn't he a sex criminal now? Does he commit sex crimes in or sexual harassment in Crocs? No, he was just a guest star on SVU. <laughs> Everybody keeps confusing the two. It's it's hard to keep those kinds of things straight. I I used to think that Robin Williams was a homicide, a homicidalist. What what do you call some murderer? Something? A murderer. <laughs> but then I just realized he was on Homicide Life on the Street. He was also on Law and Order SVU. Was he? But he was also a murderer. <laughs> so I could see why it would confuse you, but. Uh, you know, all three things are true. Right. But yeah, he was on SVU. Wow. That man got around. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, he was never my bag. Uh, yeah. He was too much energy. He was very high energy. What, the, the famous... The, <laughs> the big stand-up that everybody likes is the, what, the San Francisco one that he did... It was it was one of raw. his original it ones. Was it was raw, right, right. It was Eddie Murphy raw by Robin Williams. Yes, um, that was all an Eddie Murphy impression. And it just <laughs> an incredible blackface. Um, it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't do. No, I what. think Eddie Murphy just posed for the art. I don't think he Robin Williams did it in blackface. I mean, he's a murderer, but he's not an asshole. Right, right. My apology. I'm just thinking of the cover in which he's in the uh, the red leather jumpsuit and red, yellow leather, yellow leather. Is it red, red and yellow? Red leather, yellow leather. Red, red leather. yellow. That's the tongue twister. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Uh, Peter Piper. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, no, Robin. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather. I can't do it well. I think Robin was really a comedian for, for boomers. Like, I think that was his people. Yeah, Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam, Mork, Mork and Mindy. Which uh, is a Happy Days spinoff, right? I think it was a Happy Days spinoff, Which right? Which is crazy that they exist in the same universe. It is crazy. Also, it's crazy that Happy Days had, like, a lot of spinoffs, because they had... They had, they had Mork Joni and Mindy. Loves Chachi. They had Joni Loves Chachi. They had um, Huston Pepper Incorporated. Uh, what's I, I, that one? I don't know. Oh, Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Huston Pepper Incorporated. 
it's two names. It's two women's names. It's um, it's not Thelma and Louise. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley was a Happy Days spinoff. And then they it's rode right over that cliff. <laughs> Into the sunset. Do uh, they ride off into the sunset in Thelma and Louise? I, I mean, thought they drive off a cliff. No, they drive off a cliff. Towards the sunset. Towards the sunset. Yeah, the sun The sun is in frame uh, as they drive off. Okay. Is it the Grand Canyon they drive into? I mean, it's, it's definitely deep. Yeah. But I feel like the Grand Canyon doesn't have, like, sh- sheer drops. No. No, because it's got all those, like, donkey... Uh, like, uh, switchbacks yes. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They would probably have landed really safely in a mound of, like, donkey well, dung. I don't think mule. it's smart to, like, drive over the edge of the Grand Canyon. It'd probably fuck up your car, but I don't think it's as visually It's a bad impressive. rim job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's Toys R Us. So Toys R Us is dead, and, uh... Also, Jeremy the Giraffe, I feel like it could have had a better name than Jeremy. It was just alliteration. But also, also, I think the really confusing thing about Jeffrey, Jeremy... Jeffrey. Jeffrey the uh, Jeffrey. But I also think the really confusing thing about Jeffrey the Giraffe, and maybe nobody was thinking about this at the time, but was like Jeffrey the J... Oh. Well, I'm, I was going to say J- the J and the G, right. So, oh, a lot of people like, it as Jeffrey Giraffe. Yeah, <laughs> Jeffrey Giraffe, or, like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I wouldn't want to encourage that myself. Like, I would have gone, like, Jerry with a G. Like, G-E-R-R-Y. Like, Jerry Giraffe. Oh, Jerry, and also, like, Jerry. Oh, you remember Jerry? Jerry oh, is, Jerry, Jerry is fresher than Jeffrey. Like. Oh, just, what a good guy Jerry was. We miss you, Jerry. Although, wait, could they... Oh, wait, I guess you can do Jeffrey with a G, can you? Yeah, G-E-O-F. Like, uh... Like Jeffrey the Butler. Oh, who's that? Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey. Which is spelled like Jeffrey with a G. Which is spelled like Jeffrey. But I was thinking Jeffrey from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You know, Mm. G-Money. Bum, 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 (laughs) bum. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was like the bridge at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, so... Toys R Us is dead, and apparently it's been dead since September. It went bankrupt in September, and I think they thought for the last six months or seven months that they could just sort of, like, close stores here and there. Mm-hmm. And none of that was making any dent in their, like, billions of dollars of debt. Mm. Uh, neither had the, like, 20-year plan to keep paying off their debt slowly by like, withholding payment from employees and... Were they doing that? Well, apparently they weren't keeping up stores as well as they could have been, and they weren't... They were they paying... they paying their employees? Well, they were paying their employees very poorly, and they weren't making any kind of competitive wage effort whatsoever. Oh. I don't know that I'm they were withholding. I'm not saying that's a good thing to do, but right. it's not like someone worked a 40-hour week and then they're like... Sorry. But like it sounds it sounds a bit like uh like Toys R Us's had run into like really just being sort of public bathrooms in the last like ten years. Like there was just no 
no improvements in them whatsoever. And they've kind of known about this for a while, but they just let it go. I don't know, assuming things would bounce back or the economy. I don't know. Um, but they had a surprising number of stores. They had about 2,000 stores in the U.S. that they were still running up until September, and then they started shutting them down by the fistful, and then suddenly they just realized, yeah, this isn't going to work. We're closing it down. Are they We're shuttering up. Zaros? You know, that's something that didn't come up in any of the research that I came up with. Uh, apparently they're keeping open some British Toys R Uses. Like, I guess around the globe, maybe Toys R Us actually does work, but... What about Tyrannosaurus? Uh, Tyrannosaurus, they're closing it down, but what they're doing is they're, they're opening them up into theme restaurants. Hmm. And, uh, it's just gonna be... Now with feathers. It's just gonna be the T-Rex with feathers, yeah. They, they've updated their their image of T-Rex to match what current paleontological studies have determined. It's it's a very, like, fey, gay T-Rex. It's got rainbow feathers and, like, a boa. You know, uh... He's fabulous. He's a fabulous Tyrannosaurus. He's striking. Um, let's see. What, uh, what, what's... The last time you were in a Toys R Us. Shit. I don't know. I think the last time I was in a Toys R Us had to be... Had to be 12 years ago. Like, I could see myself being 18 and wandering a Toys R Us just for shits and giggles, just to... That's so punk rock. So punk. Just to see what it's fucking like. Like, yo, man, look at what the kids are into today. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a hot minute and I used to fucking live at Toys R Us. Mm. So, you know, it's definitely lost its, lost some of its luster, but I just think that like, you know, it's sort of obvious that, you know, people aren't going to Toys R Us's anymore. They're going to Amazon. I mean, fucking hell, even Amazon has a legit in-person store now, doesn't it? Where? Oh you yeah, mean like the grocery store in Seattle. Is that what they is? Was that Amazon's first IRL store, a grocery store? I think they've tested like other IRL things, you know, in Seattle. But I think the thing that everybody was talking about was a grocery store where you don't have to pay for anything; just everything gets automatically scanned as you put it into your basket. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you just grab what you want and you leave. Right. And, you know, Amazon has your credit card information. It just deducts it. But, yeah, I... So, I, it to, to learn that it wasn't Amazon that killed Toys R Us, or even, like, Walmart, which... Wait, what did kill Toys R Us? Well, that they just were, like, shitty market managers, and, like, oh. or, like they didn't know that they were... They didn't realize what their deficit was actually doing to them for the past 30 years. Mm. That they've been, like, billions of dollars in debt and been paying it off $400 million a year at a time and still not making any kind of dent in it. Which just just feels like... not touching the principal. Just not touching... Just strictly interest only. And it's like... It's a mistake. That's a total mistake. And how did you get that much in debt anyway? Like, you... Open... Some toys are very expensive, Gabe. 
Well, right. That's, Legos. Lego but, sets are more than they should cost. That's what I started to think, was like, was this all somehow that they just, they overstocked their shelves and then didn't know how to get rid of merchandise without, you know, cutting into their margin? That just seems so unlikely and irresponsible from a company that looked like, on the outset, like it was thriving. They're opening up, they were opening up stores, you know, dozens at a time. To get to 2,000 stores in the States, like, that's a big-ass deal. And they are big stores. stores. Yeah. And they were, as you said, like, they were the original warehouse store. You know, they're on I-95. You just fucking drive off a ramp and you're in a big-ass building. I remember seeing them off I-95. Really? Yeah. At least one. I feel like there's just not much at all on I-95 directly. I'm thinking about, like, minutes into Jersey. Like... Fair enough. Yeah. Not not once you get out into the Northeast, but... No, but I just mean, uh, like, on the actual highway, I-95. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of commerce. I think that's true of all the... No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, of the, of the four-laners. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... Uh, what it, was that the toy store you went to mostly as a kid? So there was one toy store before Toys R Us that I went to exclusively as a kid. It was called Party City. That's not a toy store. It was a toy store before... No, it, was, it wasn't called Party City. I lied. Party City is a place for party and... No, parties. I know, I know. But then I got, then I got, I got upset because Party City stole this, this, this name from my toy store growing up. It wasn't called Party City. It was called Kitty City. Spelled like cat? Kitty no. Cat? It was K-I-D-D-I-E. That's where it was definitely City. run by a pedophile. It was called Kitty, Kitty City. And it was amazing. There's definitely someone behind just going, Ah, oh, the toys. <laughs> Why don't you come into my shop? <laughs> Gabe, it was run. It was run by a very nice man in a trench coat. Mm-hmm. And he he sweated a little bit, but you know, it, it mostly just got on the toys that he handed you. Um, they were really great toys. The batteries yeah, were included. Go the back room for all of them. The batteries were included in all of them, and they all like danced around and moved and vibrated. It was it was great. Okay. Um. But yeah, Kitty City, that was my store primarily. And then my parents told me I couldn't go back to Kitty City anymore, and that's oh. when I made the switch to Toys R Us. There we go. Mystery solved. Um, I, I don't have loads of memories from Toys R Us. I feel like I went when a bunch when they released the new Star Not the new Star Wars, but they re-released the oh, Star Wars in 1997. They did, yes. And so I think... Forced my parents on a number of trips to Toys R Us to buy different Han Solo action figures. <laughs> I remember, I remember going to that re-release of Star Wars. Uh, we saw, a new hope. yeah, we saw a New Hope. Uh, my my father and I at uh, the Zigfield, and I remember that was the first time where I ever experienced clapping in a movie theater because the moment that each like integral character showed up on the screen the entire audience just erupted in in clapter clapter is that a thing clap, clap. i don't know but if it 
Clapter. You should make it happen if it it's isn't. like laughter and clapping. Clapter. <laughs> um, well, that's knee slapping. But, but that's clapter. That's clapter. Uh, so I just remember Chewbacca coming on the screen and people going <sighs> fucking ape shit. <laughs> Can you do a good Chewbacca noise? <laughs> wow, that yeah. is very good. I've worked on my Chewy. <laughs> How do you how do you do it? It's like it's a little bit of of a yawn with a rolling ton. There it is. Yeah, a good teacher, Gabe. You gotta roll the R. I am a good teacher. Yeah, it's, it's a skill. A bunch of years at Bank Street, so you can show me how to do a voice. <laughs> like ten thousand hours teaching just to learn how to get across. Is that you know, mostly what you studied there? What chewy voices? Um. It it was all all dialects, you know. Um humana 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 ha wa wa. Uh yeah. Swing. <laughs> yeah, you went to Bank Street's Michael Winslow program. <laughs> that was a helicopter. That? That was a helicopter. <laughs> You'll put in the real helicopter sound later. I'm totally gonna I'm totally gonna ADR a real helicopter in there after this. I feel like uh what you should actually do <laughs> is you should edit in just someone going, helicopter. <laughs> and then when they, uh, when our audience like hears through to it, they'll be like, oh, he was just supposed to put in the helicopter sound. He doesn't understand. <laughs> I, am, I am pretty new to the editing process. And as, as we established, I spent all of my studies learning how to teach other people how to do... Uh, voiceover work so mm, yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't I haven't learned how to you're more uh, of a dialect coach not really a more a coach dialect I don't know dialector uh, yeah a, a dialector a clapter dialect yeah. chameleon <laughs> there was a learning express in our town I remember going there and being disappointed really. <laughs> um, one of my other favorite stores in the city for toys I Although I don't think it was a toy store, it was a place called Star Magic. That you're nodding like you remember this place. Do you? Remember I don't it? remember it. But oh my god, it's, uh... it was so good. It was definitely the kind of place where you would buy like a pewter wizard or something if you were Dwight. Oh, it was. It was, it was like a Warhammer store. Yeah, it was totally a Warhammer store. Um, but like before models and that kind of like. In my uh, town, there was a Time Warped comic Elven Wizardry. Nice. Before any of that shit was, like, nerd cool. So. So it was just nerd? It was just nerd, exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. just fucking, like, strictly nerd. But I loved going into that place. It was very darkly lit. Well, it's like, after you get too old to play Pogs, you need to start collecting magic cards. Right, right. Which I did collect magic cards. I've never played magic in my life, but I definitely had a sick set of magic cards. Yeah. Uh, I feel like magic cards are, like, the first example in my life of, like, just having, like, this impulse to collect a thing that had no real value to me because I never played magic once. I had no interest in playing magic, but it was so important to me to have a really good magic deck. This is this is something that you don't see on the streets of New York City much anymore, but I remember it happening a fair amount, at least in my neighborhood growing up as a kid, 
but like random people selling shit. I mean, I guess you see it in the books, like people selling books and yeah, there's a CDs. guy selling comic books at the uh, train station right when I got off. Here. I love that guy who sells comic books there. Um, oh, I threw but, a drink on it. Oh shit! No, don't do that. Don't milkshake I said that guy. Nerd. But like usually, usually now I feel like you just see like hats and sunglasses and umbrellas. But I, I, I specifically remember buying Magic the Gathering cards individually, individual cards from a man on the street, like oh. right outside of like, like Columbia University. In like one of those like <clears throat> hardish plastic cases. It was totally like, well, he had them, he had them in uh, sleeves, right? He had well, them yeah, in but, like baseball card sleeves. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then, but yeah, once you bought it, he put it in like a little hard case for you, yeah. you know, because these were the good ones. And I remember pointing, I remember like finding a certain page and pointing to a card and him going, oh, you have a good eye. And feeling like this was a compliment, but I was just, you know, a nine-year-old. I mean, it was, but I was just you a nine-year-old pointing eye. at, like, the most expensive I wish, card I could find in the book. I really wish you had kept with buying Magic <laughs> Cards, game. You really had a knack for it. I had a it. talent. And think about how good you would be Such a talented now player. buying Magic Cards. No, oh I, you were never very good I at playing would be, it. No, no, I meant I meant cards. a player as in like an agent, like oh, you know, like buying and selling, you know, at the right value for Magic. You know, I don't even know if like we should get that complicated into it. Like, I feel like you had a more just sort of intuitive sense, just like you knew which ones to point at. I more like it's a shame that you gave up your early hobbies game more like more like a like a buyer at a department store like at Bloomingdale's or somebody like somebody that helps you to buy right there's no uh like I could have been coaching up somebody like you know this is what you need in your deck yeah 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 or like I wonder who the you young just had a really sick set of magic cards for yourself I wonder who the young uh magic stars are out there Right now. Does anybody play Magic anymore? I mean, people must, but does there anybody do it be. outside of nostalgia? Is there, like, a new group of Magic players? To me, there has to be. There, I mean, we're still having the, like, yearly Scrabble tournaments. Uh, I feel like Scrabble is a, a game that's, like, has a slightly uh, longer life than... Are you telling me that you're not going to play Magic the Gathering with your kids when they... I don't Come know of age. I, I mean, I don't know if I'll definitely play Scrabble with my kids, but I... Because that's where people learn to play Scrabble. Like, you play Scrabble at home, and I think what you're saying I didn't is that people Scrabble aren't... We didn't have a Scrabble set growing up. You didn't learn... Where did you learn Scrabble? I don't know, like over at someone's house. It's not that hard of a game. It's no, a game I know. I'm spelling. not saying you have to learn it. I'm not saying it has to be taught at home or in it's school. It's not like three-dimensional chess. <laughs> Like in Star Wars, remember? <laughs> Which that's not Star Wars, that's Star Trek. No, in Star well, in Star Wars they have the ones with like the hollow chest, remember? That's hollow chess, but but it's, it's not called three dimensional, dimensional chess. Oh. No, because three dimensional chess is actually separate boards that are stacked. And so you're just playing three chess games? At you're once? playing well, you're playing three chess games, but you can move between the boards. Oh. Spock Spock and um McCoy? Not Spock and McCoy, no, the other one, Shatner. Spock and Shatner play three-dimensional chess in, in Star Trek. Kirk. Kirk. Thank you. Captain Kirk. 
I think you mean... Bones! Chris Pine? <laughs> I didn't mean Chris Pine. You're right. Um, so, <laughs> Toys R Us yeah, is dead. Is dead. Fucking Leonard Nimoy is dead. Toys R Us is dead. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Julian was just referencing the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. The famously recorded and written by Leonard Nimoy. How did it go? It was a good song. Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Something, something. something. tall. Bilbo. There was a little hobbit in the... <laughs> it really was a good song. Didn't he also do um, some some version of uh, like Lady Liberty or uh, the What's the Miss America song? There she is. No, maybe that's Shatner. That sounds more Shatner. That sounds too. Shatner, yeah. There she is, the most beautiful girl in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally a Shatner thing. You're right. Yeah. They would have had a great double album together. They should have done that. I think they were good buddies. I... They were good buddies. Yeah, right? I, I feel like it that... It wasn't just on screen. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I think they I think they genuinely enjoyed each other. Um, and also, like, in the I biblical guess... biblical sense. If you were in a thing like that, that was like this weird sci-fi thing in the 60s. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it grew to be, like, this big cultural thing sort of almost after you were on it, and then, like, you were part of, like, what really was, like, the first piece of culture that had, like, conventions and stuff for it, right? That, yeah. That, like, just sort of the thing of, like, being a part of that, you would th- it would, like, bind you together. Well, it kind of feels like, like, almost a, a lifeboat mentality, right? That, like... You know, there there's this thing that only you can appreciate each other with. This is unrelated, but is your vacuum a meow? Oh, we we do own a meow. That was our that was our first purchase as husband and uh, woman to whom he's related by marriage. Zoe uh, just bought a meow. That was her first purchase in our new apartment. Yeah, it's it's the one. It, it is it's the got, purchase to me. It's amazing. Listen, suction on that thing. Listen, uh, for housewarmings, you you always want to make sure you go with the fire extinguisher because people need fire oh, extinguishers. I never thought of that. It's a good one. But when you're making your first purchase in a new home or a new relationship, uh, Miel is the one to make because it's, it's the only vacuum cleaner vacuum. you'll ever own. Uh, they never break. Nothing ever happens to them, and they never they never wear down. Yeah, it's incredible. All it's you an incredible do fucking game machine. Is start using it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a bridge too far. Uh, maybe for another time. That was a burn on Gabe's house. It's dirty. It's fucking filth in here. No, it's not that dirty. It's just not that tidy. It's mostly crumbs left over from the snack bracket. They're just all over the floor. Yeah, it's all from that. Tig left a fucking mess in here. Uh, but we're gonna be right back with. Uh, speaking of a snack report and um, more on sad, sad departures in the marketplace. Uh, So stay tuned. Hello, I'm Morgan Friedman and I'd like you to vote for Fig and Honey Triscuits for Snack of the Year. Thank you, Gabriel, for having me on 
and for this big check for $5,000 for this advertisement. Now back to the Dull Boys. And we are back. You are on with the Dull Crayons. We are the Dull Boys here in the Crayon Box. Uh, it occurs to me that we never made that pronouncement in the first segment. Not to worry, though. Why don't you ADR it in, Gabe? I will. I'm going to ADR it in with all of my mad editing skills. Um, Helicopter. Helicopter. Uh, So you are on with us, and you are in for a snack report. Uh, This is going to be a doozy here. So I was feeling a little hungover from the snack bracket. Um, I don't know about you, Julian, but I had a blast doing the snack bracket, and I'm I'm really, really excited about this year's snack bracket winner. Expletive deleted. I, I mean, did you see that one coming? No, Villanova took it. <laughs> Villanova just nailed it. Like, uh, really, not not sure how that happened. But so, for today, instead Actually, of having... if Villanova won, we should have seen that coming. They're a pretty good team, right? I don't know a lot about sports. <laughs> My understanding was that Michigan and Villanova are like the strong teams this year. Uh, is that Michigan the Wolverines or Michigan State the Spartans? Because the We've Wolverines are fun. never good at basketball. Yeah, okay. So now Julian's, Julian's turning his head away from this. So uh, moving on, we are we're doing two snacks today because I just I, I needed I needed to have a little bit more bracketology in here. Um, this would have been a play-in game, and it's, it's great as it is, uh, but I thought we'd go Cheetos, uh, because I found some pretty unique Cheetos, but I also felt like we need to go... Well, one of them's pretty unique, and the other is not standard Cheetos, but, uh, uh, I would say a fan favorite. A fan favorite, absolutely. So, we went with, as the standard, to establish a baseline, uh, flaming Hot Crunchy Cheetos, uh, and then as our... Weird one. As our weird one, we have Sweetos. Cheetos, Sweetos, Cinnamon Sugar Puffs. Uh, so, I've never had Flamin' Hot Cheetos before. Julie, I have. have. You You have. Okay. So, this is a familiar a familiarity to you. I, I've always loved the, the Cheeto shape and style. Um, just makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I don't, oh, yeah. No, that's... Nope. That, I, what does Chester the Cheeto say? Or the cheetah. He's he's very sly and and smooth. He, there's definitely a like like a Ryan Gosling. I was gonna say more of a, a almost a Morgan Freeman, like a yeah, dangerously cheesy. Kind you should of definitely thing. ADR. An, <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Um, dangerously cheesy. That's much better. I, I ADR'd that one in. Oh, okay. That's how that happened. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I've always loved Cheetos. Now, these Flamin' Hot Cheetos, I think, are terrific. They are great. They're great flavor. Uh, they don't have the cheesiness of Cheetos, which, like, I guess is kind of a misnomer then. Color. And they're an amazing red color. Uh, but, like, again, that shape, that crunch, there's a uniqueness about it. And the flaming Hot is great. What are your thoughts on the Sweetos? Um, not for me. Uh, they're just, like, a little bland and boring. 
I, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, I, I like them a lot more than I expected to. They'd make an okay cereal. They kind of make a great cereal. I think you're right. There's something, there's something munchable about them. Um, and I, I could actually almost see them going in, in water. To, to illustrate, they're not the same shape as Cheetos, which obviously wouldn't work well in water. Uh, sorry, in water? What the fuck am I saying? In milk. Gabe's very poor. He has to <laughs> eat his cereal with water. <laughs> with fucking tap water. Um, and he dusts a little bit of powdered milk on it. Fluoride-riddled tap water. Um, but no, they they would go well in milk. They're, I don't know what this shape is. They're round with like some... Looks like lightning bolts inside of the circle. I'm not sure what that's meant it's to sort of like be. A circle with two lines through it, so it's like those do not signs, but like it they really mean it. But like the, don't even think about it. But the lines are like the lines are parallel, but they're also curvy. They remind oh, me of the they're snowshoes. They remind me of the uh, congruent and incongruent uh, symbol in geometry. Like the wavy... The wavy uh, equals equal sign. sign? Yeah, they're wavy equals sign. Wait, did you say they're snowshoes? Yeah. Oh, is he wearing them as snowshoes? Am I, like, missing that somewhere? No. Um, <laughs> but anyway, they're... Yeah, I mean, it, it, they're not a thing that I'm going to start buying. No, probably not. Uh, but, you know, for me, the barometer is usually... Am I going to finish the bag as soon as we're off the air? And Are you going to finish the bag as soon well, as we're off the air? Well, not as soon as we're off the air, but, like, I'm very excited about trying more Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Sweetos. Well, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, yeah, definitely. The Sweetos, those would be a thing that would just get ignored until they were thrown out in my house. Oh, okay. I mean, I did throw out a lot of the snack bracket. No! Snacks. <laughs> You didn't After. even donate them to the children at your school. I, I I tried as hard as I could to power through these candy cinnamon Oreos, uh, but they were just not working, dog. And and the okay, apple dog. the apple pie ones were far far worse. Um, but back to our our topic before the break, we were talking about how you know one of our favorite childhood stores, or at least one of mine, is shuttering its windows and doors for good. Uh-huh. That was an unfortunate rhyme. Uh, Toys R Us. And it got us thinking about other common stores from our nostalgia, from our youth, that we used to see all the time. So I have here a list coming from the Washington Post. Ooh. Can I guess what's on it? You can guess what's on it. So right. this is, I'm, I'm, I'm ju- I just want to read, this is 12 stores that were essentially, essential to your childhood that don't exist anymore. Uh, this is coming from 2014. So, okay. All right. It's a few years back, but I think things should still be on there that you're going to get. Um, Dippin' Dots? Continue. Um... The porno store is on 42nd Street. Keep it up. Um, oh, you know what? You can't find any more Starbucks. <laughs> I feel what like else? there used to be Starbucks everywhere. You're at three right now. I know you're going to get 12. Let's oh, go. Oh, I need to go do 12? I um, mean, 
Uh, Do you really want to stop right now when you're no, on no, this no, roll? No, 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 no. Uh, let's see. Trader Joe's. Absolutely. Um, Keep it up. Uh, bed, barf, and barf. Um, uh, oh, linens and things. Sure. You really don't see linens and things anymore. Um, and Taylor. Essential. You see Ann Taylor loft a lot, but not much Ann Taylor's anymore. Julian, one question. Where have all the potter, pottery barns gone? That is a good question. Where have all the pottery barns gone? And restoration hardware is pretty hard to find. Yeah, and Crate and Barrel isn't as easy. There's just CB2. Um, these are kind of the big ones from my childhood. Totally. Uh, what? I'm trying to think... Um, Oh, Tiger Shulman's Karate. <laughs> I don't know if that's a nationwide thing, but there's definitely a bunch of them here around New York. Tiger Shulman's Karate must have been raking in the motherfucking dough in the mid-90s because to have the amount of advertisements on major networks in the city... Major networks. This is a We're hard... talking about... The major network. Like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, uh, WB11, all the major networks. Oh, you know what? M&M stores. Where are they? Where yeah. have they all gone? There's just that one on 42nd. There's just the one. At Times Square. <laughs> I mean, that one's great, and I spend a lot of time there. I mean, I guess I guess in that way it's but easy to find. To commute to it. Uh, right, right. It's just a pain in the I ass. I remember when there used to be an M&M store right on my corner. Right. They were ubiquitous. You couldn't, you couldn't, you know, trip in this city without, or you couldn't walk in this city without tripping over your tongue when you're trying to get out a common phrase. Mm. And for our UK listeners, Mars stores. <laughs> Cadbury, Cadbury stores. Oh, what happened to all the Mars 2112s? <laughs> and the no. Jekyll and Hyde's. <laughs> I think there, I think there have to be at least uh, some Jekyll and Hyde's still around because otherwise, there are entire seasons of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which would have gaping plot holes in them. I mean, there are gaping plot holes in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, as well as com- as well as quality holes. But I think there still are medieval times. But those were always. Strictly in New Jersey, so you're speaking to that as a like you always had Jersey to drive native. to them, right? Anyway, right? You have like, to drive. I, to it's them. hard for me to judge if there are fewer now, right? Um, uh, let's see, uh, Shea Stadium. <laughs> I remember going to Shea Stadium as a kid occasionally, and you now can't go to I can't Shea find Stadium it anymore. anymore. I guess that was the essential to your childhood. Yeah, they're gone. Well, they weren't actually essential to my childhood, but I'm sure they were essential to some kids' childhood. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, did you did you want to hear what's on uh, the Washington Post list? Oh, I didn't get it right. I mean, well, it's not that you didn't get it right. Um, I mean, I think that I said, you... "Let me guess what's on the list." Either I guessed what's on the list or I didn't. Well, but I think, Julian, I think that you did get it right. Because I think that all of yours are essential childhood things that no longer exist. Oh, also, why is Washington Post doing, like, BuzzFeed articles? That's what that's what I'm really getting at. Is like, not only is it a BuzzFeed article, but, like, 
I don't know. I, I, I doubt that any of these things were actually in Washington. So, like, it just doesn't even work for me that from they're the Washington Post. You know, you're a '90s baby. <laughs> when, um, but so not only are they doing BuzzFeed, but listen to number one. Number one for them is movie phone. And again. The headline do, of the I article is going, 12 stores I remember going that to were essential to your store. childhood. It, we would drive over and we would find out when movie times were. Then we would drive home and then drive to the theater at the correct time. Then... I would say, hello, Mr. Movie Phone. Then... I would say, hello, sonny. Julian, it's not even... It, they don't even have a link to movie phone or, or some sort of like movie phone player. They have a link to the YouTube clip of Kramer pretending to do movie phone on Seinfeld. So they're not even linking to the proper thing. They're linking to a spoof of movie phone. There's nothing that I'm getting about this whatsoever. Washington Post, you've failed me again. Movie phone, did AOL own movie phone? I think Welcome so. to AOL yes. movie phone. Yeah, uh, I think it was Welcome to Movie Phone brought to you by AOL. We must have had different movie phone stores. In you our might, yeah, yeah. Well, again, you were in Jersey and I was in yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, clearly. Um, but number two, block. Well, yet the AOL stores aren't around anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, I can't find any of my 25 hours of free AOL CDs anymore. Well, I used to go to the store to get them. <laughs> to get the free CD. Uh, number two is Blockbuster. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Blockbuster, I think Hollywood movie, there. I think there's one Blockbuster that's left in, I think, Anchorage, and I think because it was, like, weirdly... I was gonna say, I do it, believe it there's was, an Alaskan Blockbuster still open. It was something about, like, the way that it was bought, like, when Blockbuster went out of business, it, they were it still It became allowed. a landmark in Anchorage. I Well, it's something about, it must be that it had a weird form of franchise that they got to keep using the name. So if you live in Alaska, then this is, again, not the BuzzFeed brought to you by the Washington Post article for you. Uh, number three, Filene's Basement. I was about to say, didn't I say that? But I realized what <laughs> I said was linens and things. You said linen. It was close enough. Close enough. Um, I, I remember when that went out of business, people being like, it's an end of an era. Filene's Basement was a staple. Like, I, you know... I definitely remember for, making trips there Boston. with my mother. Uh, really? I think it's Boston based. Oh, okay. Um, number four is Chi Chi's. Century 21. I don't know what the fuck Chi Chi's is. So, is this something I'm missing? Am I not a 90s baby? I think it might. Well, you're not a 90s baby. Well, I guess I was never a 90s baby, but like. I, I think, though. I think Chi Chi's was is another missing cheap something in my childhood. Place. I've never been to one, but I think it was like a discount clothing place. So this says, a sort of cheaper, cheesier forerunner to Don Pablo's sold its remaining restaurants to Outback oh. Steakhouse in 2004. I was wrong. So I guess neither one of us knows what Chi Chi's is. I don't know what Don Pablo's is. I don't know what Don Pablo's is either. <laughs> we do know what Outback Steakhouse is? Yeah, I know that. I believe it's Australian beer. I know what beer. a Chili's is. Right. Uh, Howard Johnson's. I think they're getting that wrong, because, again, I know where to find Howard Johnson's. Where? There's one on 42nd Street. There is one in Times Square. I mean, yeah, nobody goes to fucking Hojo's or calls it that anymore, but and aren't, I don't know who that was a staple for, or who that was essential for. Isn't that, that feels a thing much, that's much like older. in Canada as well? 
No, or you're thinking, thinking of Horton. You're thinking Hortons, of uh, Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. That is Tim Hortons. Hortons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, six. All right, now we're getting into the goods. Tower Records. This is the teeth of the list. All right, Tower Records. I remember. HMV, like, these were places. Well, I'm separating those. Yeah, but I don't know what HMV is. Oh, HMV was Tower Records before Tower Records. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember going to the Tower Records and just, like, just flipping through tons of CDs. Fuck yes. Um, so I could buy some sweet-ass ska. I also remember when Tower Records, like, realized that CDs weren't weren't the thing that they once was. Like, weren't didn't hold the power, the stock that it once held in, like, the yeah. culture. And they started branching out into DVDs, and, like, they even had a toy section at one point for, oh. like, your Forbidden Planet, like, fantasy nerd geeks. Um, like, they were doing it all at one point. They, they had, like, magazines and coffee areas, yeah, I feel like. goodies. Yeah, they were a real Sam Good. They listen. They made that leap. A real coconuts. <laughs> Do you remember coconuts? No. What the fuck is coconuts? That's another like record CD <laughs> store. Um, before before we go on with our list, speaking of record CD stores, I know you remember this. The the infomercials that would play on television uh, that were like do, the time collection. Yeah, the uh, collections, and then they would just play hours of clips you know, 20-second clips of songs while they scrolled that endless list, sort of like the opening to Star Wars of... They're a very good deal. ...colored text. You can just I, call it a scroll. Okay, I mean, a scroll, fine. I, it's a scroll, before sorry, Star Wars. sorry, you're right. Um, they had the same Star Wars wipes, you know, left to right and diagonal and circles, but I would watch those John things Williams for hours. <laughs> really? I I did not. I enjoyed but those. I was never big into music. No, me either. I think I just like TV. Anyway, number seven, Circuit City. Yes. Yeah, I'm not missing it, though. Like, it's gone. I get that. But Oh, what about The Wiz? Where yeah, did all the, the Wizzes go? The Wiz is not on this list, and The Wiz was a place that I hung out. Like, I, well, I think I would... Nobody beat it. Nobody beat it. I challenge you, you to beat the Wiz. You can't beat the Wiz, Julian. That's just insane. Don't even make any kind of grandiose statement like that. Wasn't there also a Seinfeld episode that was about the Wiz? Yeah. Uh, Elaine dates the guy who is the Wiz voice. And, or he's like king of the Wiz. He's, he wears a crown. There's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Wiz was great. Uh, KB Toys, number eight. I remember that, but I don't remember anything specific about it. I loved KB Toys. Where, 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 uh, Toys R Us had to be, like, a loft space, KB Toys was the kind of toy store. intimate, like, village, uh, coffee shop. But I'm not uh, even saying that. I'm not even saying that. I more mean just that they were the they were a store that could open up in any retail well, they felt location. Like a mall t- toy store. They did feel like a mall toy store, right? They 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 could open up in in just sort of you know, uh, ten by twenty foot space, and they just That's have very small. Yeah, it's small. But like you're saying, they they just sort of had an intimate collection. Like they didn't wow you really with curated. variety. But yeah, like they had things. In a way, in a way that, like, Eric Fromm would say that, you know, freedom is oppressive. Like, 
there was something oppressive to going into a Toys R Us. Like, there was just so much choice, and you could almost get lost, you know, in in the the rel, uh, the, the revel of it all, you know? Not the way you would get lost in the back of Kitty City, but... Uh. <laughs> it was a different lost. Uh, it wasn't as much fun getting as lost getting lost in Toys R Us, you know? There wasn't I know the, what you mean. Uh, there's just... There wasn't the excitement and the danger involved. Well, because there's also something about, like, when there's so many things and you're stuck choosing between two things you want, you end up, in a weird way, you're excited about whichever one you choose. But you always but you have a wonder. piece of regret yeah. Yeah. about not getting the other one. You always wonder about that. Yeah. All right, number nine, Discovery Zone, a.k.a. DZ. Now, I never went to a Discovery Zone. Neither did I. But watching Discovery Zone commercials seemed just as good as being at one. I really think... I thought the... Dis- for a long time, I thought the Discovery Zone was like... Uh, like the thing at Liberty Science Center. It was inaptly named, yes. I thought it was like it definitely Discovery sound, Channel. Yes, it yeah. definitely sound like a learning experience or a learning environment. Yeah. Um, but the DZ commercials, I, I feel like they practically invented GoPro because they made you feel like you were climbing through these tunnels and going down slides into ball pits. And again, to have never been there, I feel vividly like I spent much of my childhood inside a DZ. Number 10, Sam Goody. I mean, like you said, Sam Goody was an experience. It was the place to be. What is the... Is there a day that you don't miss Sam Goody? Sam Goody's logo always reminded me of that chocolate candy bar. It was like one of the Hershey's ones. It was Mr. Like Mr. Goodbar. Yeah. Of course. Because it was the exact same font as Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> also, I think because they both have good in them. Yeah, no, that helps. That helps. <laughs> um, and the last one on Washington Post's weird-ass BuzzFeed list is Ames. Do you know what the fucking Ames is? AOL Instant Messenger? It's not AOL Instant Messenger. It's A-M-E-S. It says, once the country's fourth most discount chain behind Walmart, Kmart, and Target closed its last doors in 2002. I guess it wasn't regionally here. I don't have any idea what Ames was. Um... One store that wasn't on that list that I'm actually surprised at, because I feel like it's come up in everybody's comedy special for the last, like, 40 years. Amazon.com? Uh, Woolworths. Did you ever go into a Woolworths? No, I think that's before my time, right? I went to a Woolworths. Oh. There was one in Manhattan into the mid-90s. Wow. But I... I like a journey through time. I sort of I sort of remember I feel like it must be Eddie or, or somebody's comedy special talking about like buying a pet. Eddie Izzard, you mean? Uh yeah, Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard talking about buying a pet at Woolworths. Well, like you know that Christian the Lion from like the those two guys in England who raised the lion and then set it free. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They bought that at Harrods. Really? Yeah. Is there a pet shop at Harrods? I don't think anymore, but clearly a really good one back in the <laughs> I 70s. Mean, <laughs> if it had lions. If it had fucking lions and tigers and bears. Shit. Yeah, that's a fancy fucking pet store. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, here, I just thought it would have been a puppy mill in there. Because I think that was the point of the Woolworths uh, pet shop was, you know, you were really buying, like, diseased gerbils, you know, that hadn't been properly treated. You mean, like, to tan their hides for leather? <laughs> right. They just, they hadn't gotten that perfect bleaching. Like, they'd had some bleaching, but not the right amount. Yeah. Petland discount, is that something that still exists? While I don't we're know. Yeah, I don't... I used to see Petland discount every five blocks in the city. Yeah, I don't know what the big pet stores are other than Petco. Yeah, I think Petco might have run them out of town. I feel like there's one other brand that's like... But you can buy but that. you can buy pets at Petco, or is it no. just... So it's just gear. Maybe fish. But like Petland discount, you could buy pets. You could yeah. buy snakes... Fish, hamsters. That seems like a weird business to me. It was a weird business. Just have a bunch of live animals in a store. Like, it just, it's very weird if your inventory sits there for a while. Yeah. No, there's definite creepiness about the whole thing. Let's see. Yeah. That's why you've got to have, you know, an alternate market in case things go sour and, you know, sell them for food. I mean... Or just at least hand them out to the homeless. I mean, that's just the generous thing to do. Lowe's movie theaters. <laughs> They're all AMCs you, now, you right? struggled to get that one out. So, just, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> also, Food Emporium. It's gone. Oh, yeah. And it seems like there aren't as many West Side Markets anymore. Really? It seems that way. Eastside Market's taken over. There's a food emporium at Union Square. Oh, shit. I spoke too soon. I think it's owned by Key Foods. Food Emporium. I think it was their fancier brand. Oh, because it still wasn't that fancy. It wasn't super fancy, but it was fancier than Key Foods. I guess. Like, Key Foods is, like, associated level. Well, I, I, I still have a great fondness for Key Foods because it is one of the iterations that my local supermarket has taken in the past five years. My supermarket has been three different supermarkets in five years. I don't know if I should be concerned about that. Uh, Well, it's also, I feel like it's actually not any of those that they just keep putting up more recognizable names, but it's just owned by some guy. I agree. I, I would entirely believe that this is a front for, I mean just one guy or I don't know something something more sinister than that um but yeah like two guys like two guys but I still have like a key fob for associate or no what is it now no now it's universal I don't even know that as a thing yeah yeah but I have a key fob for it and like they'll scan it and it seems to accept you know sales like but I feel like somebody's rigging it actually need a you don't need to scan anything anymore to get. I sales. really don't. No, yeah. they just they just automatically do the sale. And it's not like you're getting credit. It's not like they're it's like, not. oh, Gabe's been such yeah. a loyal customer. Let's they never. Give him a... I know they never asked me to put my phone number in the way that CVS and Dwayne Reed are always bothering me to put my phone number in. Well, it's, that, I don't about think that every fucking thing. I don't. I don't think it there. does either, which is why I decline it all the time. I don't know why they want my phone number when I've just bought. Chapstick That's why and I get lube. all my prescriptions in someone else's name. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Randy Shackelford. Oh, it's Rusty Shackelford. Damn it. Screwed up the line. Well, you don't have the reference to go back and watch. It's okay. I'm going to ADR the right line in it later anyway. Mm. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening.